0: Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. I'm your host, Curveball. And today I am joined by Brendan from Master Talk. We are going to be talking about the art of mastering public speaking. Brendan, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, Curtis, it's my pleasure. Why don't you start off by telling everybody who you are and, and a little background about yourself, anything that you kind of want the audience to know before we get rolling? Of course, man, let's do it. So, yeah, my name is Brendan, I'm the founder of Master Talk. It's a YouTube channel I
1: started to help the world master the art of communication, public speaking. Now I got started, Kurt, Curtis, was when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So while other guys my age were playing sports like football or rugby or soccer, things I never really understood to be honest, I applied that same competitive spirit to presentations. So for three years, I presented hundreds of times coached dozens of people on communication and public speaking. And then when I graduated from university, I just asked myself a simple question, which was, how do I make a difference in the world? And I realized that a lot of the communication information on YouTube was really bad. You know, your advice like, oh, be yourself or get up on stage. So I started master talk in my mother's basement. One thing led to another and the rest was history.
0: Well you as you know, a lot of people have fear of public speaking. Um, What advice would you give a person to be able to overcome that fear of public speaking?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know what I always say, Curtis, is that the fear always loses to the message. The fear of public speaking will always be there, right? In the same way that I'm always scared of public speaking from time to time, it definitely happens. But the analogy I always like to think about it is think of your fear and your message in a boxing ring, right? So the fear is always on on the side of the boxing ring. But as long as your message gets the knockout punch in the end, your presentation will always be successful. So what I want to implore people to think about is how important is your message to you and to the people that you serve? I never wanted to start a YouTube channel. It wasn't really my intention. My goal was to be a corporate executive and just live my life in that way. But then I realized that, hey, wait a second. A lot of these people need me. And despite the fact that I was 22 and I was very young, when I started Master Talk, I said, hey, there's a lot of people who need this advice. I need to build up that confidence to figure it out because those people need my message. So then when I went to that place, my fear dissipated.
0: So speaking of YouTube and online, a lot, of, a lot of things are going online now. So people are having to present online. What advice would you give them to make a better presentation online?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, the advice I always like to give, whether it's an online or an offline presentation, besides the easy ones, like put a picture of somebody that you love or your favorite favorite piece of food next to the camera lens so that you always look at the lens since that's important online. I would say the biggest tip is what I call the puzzle method. So think of public speaking like a jigsaw puzzle, Curtis. You know, those thousand piece puzzles you kind of put together with your family, I guess now because it's COVID. That's probably something everyone's working on right now. So, so if I asked you, Curtis, let's say you're working on that jigsaw puzzle yourself, which pieces would you start with first and why?
0: Probably start with the, the bigger pieces or the easiest pieces, because once you get them kind of put in place, then you can work on the little harder ones and try to work with them because they'll take a little more time.
1: Of course, you got it. So now the question we need to ask ourselves is why don't we do that in public speaking? Right, because we, whenever we have a presentation at work or at school or in business, we start with the middle first. We shove a bunch of content, get to the presentation, ramble, and then we get to the last slide and it sounds something like this. Uh, uh, yeah, so thanks, Curtis. And that's how 95% of presentations go. Whereas my recommendation for this is simple. Treat your presentations like a jigsaw puzzle. Start with the edges first. Present your introduction 50 times, not three times, not five times, do it 50 times. It's actually not that hard. It won't take you that long, it'll take you an hour because each intro is a minute. Same thing with the conclusion. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? A terrible movie. So same thing, conclusion, 50 times. Two hours of practice, Curtis, will change your life because you'll look at your presentation and go, wow, I've never done my introduction 50 times before. This is really interesting. Same thing with my conclusion. And then with that newfound confidence, then you tackle the middle.
0: Well, as you know, anybody can just get up and present and and like you say, have a terrible landing or not be that good. But what advice would you give somebody to be able to tell effective stories during their presentation to make the presentation effective.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, the way that I think about this, Curtis, is stories are important. Stories are cool. But stories are not something that people should be working on right away. And the reason I say this is because stories are very complex because they're so vague. What does a great story even mean? Does it mean talking about sardines, talking about a car accident? Does it mean watching Disney movies all day and figuring out how to blend those characters into our presentations? Like It's very confusing. So the way I think about it is start with the basics first. Get your presentation skills, your foundational skills in order, then start to build stories. If I told you a story with bad communication skills, it would sound something like this. Um, yeah, so once upon a time, there was a guy named Curtis, and then he went on this hill. So notice how very boring that story is, right? Or if Brendan went on a hill, it's the same thing, because the technique just isn't there. So I would start by building that foundation first, and then I would start to tell stories. And often the easiest stories to tell are the ones that are about ourselves. So that's probably a good starting point for people.
0: For people who want to get into the public speaking what should they start practicing today so they can start getting ready for it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So so for me, what I would recommend is a puzzle is definitely a good way to start. Pick a topic that you love that you'd want to present 100 times. And then from those presentations, you'll get really good. But another thing you can do on a daily basis that's really easy is what I call the random word exercise. So essentially what that is, is you pick five random words, In the dictionary, this could be tree or camera or basement or doorknob. And you make random presentations out of thin air. And if you do that every single day, your muscle at communication will get good really quickly. And then you'll be able to tackle any type of communication skill.
0: What do you feel is the biggest challenge of public speaking? Why do people struggle so much with
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. I think the reason why most people struggle with communication so much is, is probably because of the education system. You know, the way that we learn communication, the way that we grow up speaking, the way that we interact with other people is mostly forced, not the interactions, but rather the presentations that we give. So if you think about school, we don't wake up one morning and say, Hey Curtis, you want to get breakfast and present all day, man? Like nobody says that. So essentially what happens instead is we're in, we're in high school and three things happen. One We never get to pick the topic, and it's generally something you're not passionate about. Two, we're always presenting to students who don't really care to listen to us. And three, teachers who are very well-intentioned and very well-educated often don't have time to coach us because of how stressed they are with all the students they have to go through and and coach for presentations. And that's why we find it such a challenge because we've grown up to believe that public speaking is a chore. Right? So because we see public speaking as a chore, well, we don't really want to get better at it. It's like if I told you, hey, Billy, I want you to go play this baseball game. But instead of playing baseball, I want you to study a bunch of books. And by the way, there's going to be a test on it. If you, if you don't do well, you're going to fail and get bad grades on the baseball test. Are you going to like baseball? Probably not. So that's that's kind of the comparison I like to give to public speaking. We need to start seeing it more as a way to make a difference, to share an idea that matters rather than, I guess, what uh, what most people associate to it right now.
0: Do you feel like it takes a lot of time to, to prepare a speech? Why why not?
1: Right. For me, I would say it really depends on the speech, but in general, it, should, it doesn't take as long as people think it is. At the end of the day, all you need to do is a couple of things. The first one is to find your key idea. If you were to summarize your entire presentation in one sentence, what would that sentence be? And then when you figure out what that sentence is, Curtis, the next step of the process is just to say, okay, now that I understand that this is the one sentence, the next part of the equation is saying, what's the best way to defend the sentence, right? So in my case, my one sentence is to convince you that you can be an incredible speaker. If I achieve that outcome, I win. And if I don't achieve that outcome, I lose. And of course, I win and I lose is equated to my audience benefiting from these insights or not. So the same analogy can apply for the idea you want to share with the world. Once you figure out your key idea, 50% of your work is done. The other 50% is just figuring out how to defend the idea. Analogies, stories, quotes, anecdotes. What is the best tool that you, you can use based on what you're comfortable with to make your presentations? better period same thing with speeches once you figure out these two parts you're already pretty much set up for success
0: tell listeners about your youtube channel tell them what what to expect when they go subscribe to it and tell tell us all about it
1: yeah of course happy to curtis so the the YouTube channel Master Talk is, is a channel I started to to help people with their communication skills and their public speaking. And what I noticed in the space Curtis is a, there wasn't enough free content available for people to just learn from. Let's say you're a high schooler or somebody who doesn't really have that much income to invest in a speech coach. For for me what I said was, "Hey, wait a second. We need some outlet. We need an opportunity. We need a a way for people to gain access to some of the best communication tools in the world. So I started making content on the platform, started making YouTube videos, and over time uh, it ended up becoming useful to people and it ended up being a a value add. So if you're someone who's interested in communication in general or public speaking, I'd encourage you to check out the YouTube channel. So Master Talk is in one word and then after that you can uh, check that out and you're more than happy to send me a message
0: as well. Is there anything that you would like to discuss that we haven't touched on yet?
1: Yeah, for sure. I'd love to leave everyone with um two two things. And the first thing, Curtis, is a book recommendation. My my favorite book of all time for communication, that I always like to recommend is Thirst by Scott Harrison. Scott Harrison's the CEO of Charity Water. Very fascinating guy, really smart guy. I really love the way that he thinks about philanthropy and messaging and branding and storytelling. So if you're somebody who wants to make an impact in the world, Thirst by Scott Harrison is definitely a must read. That should go into, I guess, your holiday season Christmas list <laughs> or whenever this episode comes out. But the life advice I have to share with people, Curtis, is the following. Be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, that's fine. But if you want to make a difference in the world, if you want to make a change, the only advice that matters is to be different. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old kid like me started a YouTube channel on executive communication tips, then went on to coach senior-level executives at 23, but also lives in his mother's basement, is literally talking to on a mattress that he sleeps on, doesn't own a car, karaoke's in eight different languages, loves Justin Bieber, and dances alone in his basement an hour a day. All of the decisions I've made in my life are completely bizarre. And that, my friend, is the point. When all of the decisions in your life make sense to the only person that matters, I believe you'll achieve a lot of success in your life. So be insane or be the same.
0: Absolutely. Is there any contact information other than your YouTube channel that you would like the listeners to have so they can connect with you, any websites or anything?
1: Yeah, I would say the YouTube channel is probably the best place, Curtis. People can type Master Talk in one word in the search engine. And if you want to get in touch with me, my email address, my Instagram handles, all all of the, that, those goodies are on the channel. So you can just find all of that there.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Brendan from Master Talk. Brendan, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: The honor and pleasure is mine, Curtis. Thanks for having me.
0: And listeners, please make sure you rate and review the show after listening. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream dream.